Hey, my name is David Thibodeau, and welcome to the Sports for Social Impact podcast, the podcast that explores all the ways that sport can put purpose at the center of what we do to have the maximum impact. We try to explore a range of topics with guests from all over the world for how sports can be used to tackle challenging societal issues, ranging from homelessness, climate change, gender equality, inclusion, education, and so much more. Thanks for joining in on this conversation. So in this episode, I kind of thought I would do a little bit of a, um, a switch uh, for my segments. Uh, so instead of doing the new segment right now, I thought I would do um, sort of my key takeaways at the beginning um, that can sort of set up the conversation a little bit more um, for the for for the conversation that I'm going to have with Rashav. So what I really took away from the, my conversation was that sport organizations really have a responsibility to help change the narrative on what sport is all about. So to quote the IOC president, uh, Thomas Bach was, uh, sport without value is just entertainment. So I think sport organizations have a really big role in you know, helping change that narrative about you know, the, the impact the sport has on our communities. You know, it's, it's not just bringing people together. It's, it's not just youth development. It's so much more than that. It's tackling climate change. As I said before, it's you know, gender equality. Um, it's you know, livable cities. It's so many other things. And sport organizations have a role in promoting that, promoting those values, promoting um, you know those these new innovative ways that sport can and should be being used um, in our in our countries, in our cities, in our communities. So, I, and I think that this you know this IOC Young Leader Program is a really great example of a sport organization using you know, their power and their influence to help change that narrative. So the IOC Young Leader Program was first launched in 2016. It empowers talents to leverage the power of sport to make a positive difference in their communities. With the support of seed funding from the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, and a network of mentors, these young people have delivered over 100 initiatives, reaching over 30,000 individual participants. As agents of Olympism, they have also spoken at many international events, spreading the message of sport for good. And uh, seventeen, and, and currently, seventeen IOC young leaders are IOC commission members. So, yeah. So they're currently in sort of in um, you know a newly designed program that was launched in October twenty twenty. Um, there's twenty five young leaders. Uh, they imagine, design, and realize their own sustainable sport based social business um, over the four years. Um, so they're currently in a process of, you know, taking on the next, the next cohort. Um, so when this episode comes out, it will be during the application process for the next cohort of IOC and leaders. And I think, so I'm really happy that I had, you know, Rashav on to talk, um, about the IOC Young Leader Program because, you know, he, he was one of, one of my good friends and I did meet him at Global Sports Week. Um, and I... And it's just so fascinating to hear, you know, firsthand experience of what the program is all about. You know, I've had a couple of IOC Young Leaders on already um, in a couple of other episodes. Um, uh, Matato and Val um, in two episodes previously. So you know, definitely go check those, check those episodes out. Um, and, you know, these are really just like a sampling of what 
the IOC and leader program does and in, in the, in the initiatives that they come up with. So, it, and I, yeah, so I think it really just goes to show a sport organization putting their values up front, you know, putting money where their mouth is, you know, putting, you know, showing where their value is, you know, it, it, they are sh- saying that they believe in young people. They believe in the power of a sport to do good. Um, so I think it's a really interesting program to sort of, to take a look at and consider um, how, how sport organizations can, you know, better promote sport for good. So that's enough from me. Um, so we'll get to the episode with Vashrav now. Welcome today to my friend, Vishav Bomek. Um, he is an IOC young leader, young sport maker with Global Sports Week, and he wears many different hats, um, but I won't, I won't talk too much about him. I'll let him introduce himself. Vishav, how are you today? Hi, uh, thanks, David. Uh, it's, <laughs> thank you for the introduction. Uh, you've been an awesome friend over the last uh, few years, and uh, it's nice to talk to you, and it's nice to talk to you on this podcast. So very briefly, uh, my name is Rishabh Homik. Uh, I'm from Kolkata in India. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in architecture, uh, but my main love is sports. I love all forms of sports, you know, football, cricket, Formula One, all of these. But my main sport is uh, rifle shooting. I'm a 10-meter air rifle shooter at national level. Uh, apart from that, I'm also a Global Sports Week young sports maker where we met. Uh, Great experience, and of course, I'm IC Young Leader of India from 2021 to 2024. Right, so that's really what we're going to talk about mostly today: the IOC Young Leader Program. So, what is it? Tell us about what it is, um, how how you got accepted into it. Like, what what? Tell us everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a great journey, honestly. Uh, I think the first time I heard about it was in during the Global Sports Week Young Sports Maker Program because some of us, uh, the young sports maker, were also uh, young leaders. And in tw- the end of 2020, they were launching the new IFC Young Leaders program. So I got to hear about that, read, read uh, newsletters and articles about it. And the beauty was in 2020, the end of 2020, they launched the new revamped IFC Young Leaders program. So previously, what happened was uh, the IFC Young Leaders were chosen via the NOCs directly but this time uh, in 20 uh, at 2021 the beginning of 2021 they selected the the selection was open to everyone uh, you just had to have a love of sport and a few other criteria you know under 30 and some of that so i applied for that um, there was a six week learning sprint when we got selected so over the course of six weeks um, we had to uh, uh, go through uh, go attend uh, online sessions we had to submit uh, videos. We had to submit uh, Google Forms. All of this to assess uh, how we are uh, as a personality, how our personality is, and how we are as human beings, what we've done. And finally, at the end of six weeks, there was a final video submission talking about why we should be selected as an ISC young leader. So, yeah, luckily, through all of that, I got selected. Mm-hmm. So now, think, it's been, so now it's been two years or uh, almost yeah. two years since then. So what's happened in the first two years of the program? Because it, it is a four-year program. So what, what's happened yeah. since? What's, what's happened in the first two years? So it's the first two years have been just so fun and amazing. 
so what, what happens is like since these uh, this have been a very you know covid centric couple of years so uh, mostly all of the learning was online so every month we have online expert sessions where we again learn about different aspects of how to set up a social business we have our own connect group so the 25 of us were selected and there was five different connect groups i'm part of the safe sport group uh, with five other uh, with four other people so five of us so we have connect group meetings every month and we have to fill up uh, forms google forms connect group forms and we have to uh, give some social media updates as well and again throughout this course throughout these two years i've been learning so much about social business learning how to start a business from scratch and how to develop it of course country to country it's different the background the context is different but it's been a great experience and it also enables you to go to uh, international meets summits like again i i went to global sports week in 2002 as a as a young leader this time along with the young sports maker so yeah it's it's been great these mm-hmm. last couple of years yeah could you tell us a little bit more about your you know you me mentioned a little bit about some of the highlights and stuff but so what what has it been like like what have you you know really got to experience as an IRC young leader like what what um yeah like what 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 what's your favorite experiences i guess yeah uh, so again the top experiences have been recently so i was i went to the youth summit which was there at the IRC headquarters uh, in Lausanne uh, along with the uh, uh, museum as well IRC museum so it was a crazy experience of course for two years speaking to so many people online exchanging ideas learning different things learning how to make the world a better place but finally getting to meet them meeting all of these people it was a huge experience uh, especially a small quick story about uh, the president which we luckily got to meet he he's he's such a great person like you you expect someone with so much power someone who's there sitting with the heads of states of all the different countries of the world you expect him to be very i don't know strict or formal but he 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 was so fun like he he even told us like you know if you if all of you want to go and sit in my chair and take a photo go for it he was just he was just amazing uh, and at the same time like uh, it also made us feel that again everyone is accountable so so say he's the president of the ioc right so we 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 are thinking that he can do whatever he wants he can say whatever he wants he's right there at the top but at the end of the day he was also looking at his uh, his assistants and he he was you know checking for time if everything is okay if we can do the next session or if we have or if he has to go to another meeting or something like that so it really makes you feel that no matter who you are where you are what you're doing you're always at the same time doing the same things you're you know in the same uh i don't know same same fight trying mm-hmm. to uh, be a better person and yeah be accountable and you know do everything so mm-hmm. yeah it's been it's been great really. yeah so i believe that you just so after you know two years in or almost two years in you've just launched your IRC young leader project so what is it what what is your project so 
as an IOC Young Leader, we are expected to create our own sport and social businesses or projects, depending on who's doing what. So for me, I've created my own sport and social business called Sport Exol. It's actually sport into all, sport for all, you know, play on that. Um, where I really want to give kids, the underprivileged kids in my, uh, in my city first, uh, the opportunity to play sports. So what happens, you know, like India has a very big population and there's a huge number of people, you know, below the poverty line. And a lot of these kids are actually, you know, end up like their parents becoming daily wage earners. So I've targeted a few kids, targeted a few schools like this. And uh, I, I met up with the teachers and I launched my first sports camp where what I did was basically I did some basic physical fitness tests for all these kids, test to see their strengths and weaknesses. And then accordingly, uh, according, uh, according to the interest as well, so keeping all these factors in mind, I've divided them into specific sports, which they should or they might shine in. So, and then I'm, I'm starting to speak with some clubs in my locality. Uh, so these, so I'm going to send the kids to these clubs, make them play the sports, have fun. And in turn, I'll obviously, uh, through my social business, I'll fund their, um, whole, uh, sports career, maybe at least in the beginning part. So, and the beauty is, so these kids, when they go to play, so of course, through these camps, I've, I've taught them about sports. I've taught, I showed them that the whole world out there because a lot of these kids, they don't have knowledge. They, they, they just know sports and in India, it's mostly cricket. It's a cricket-centric <laughs> country. So they don't know that there's a whole wide world of sports, that there's something called uh, Summer and Winter Olympics. There's so many sports. You know, there's so many things you can do. Uh, you know, walking is a sport which they were very impressed with. Uh, and it's just so amazing this this world is so big and so you know giving them all this information and telling them you can work in sport you can have a future in sport mm -hmm. you can have a career in sport so all of these together it's it's my social aim uh, for all these kids and at the same time what i'm doing is i'm creating this website uh, where people can go and book their slot pay a small amount of fee and book their slot of whatever sports they want to play for an hour two hours and in turn get revenue so so the clubs make the revenue uh, i take a small part but in return the clubs uh, also teach these kids uh, through the revenue they make so that's the whole business idea that i have i've just launched my first camp i'm going to launch my second camp uh, in november mm -hmm. so yeah let's see where it goes awesome so how did your first camp go did the did they really did the kids really love it like, was it good feedback yeah. that you got yeah, that was so good. Like the kids, I I think we as a team, I think uh, luckily I got a, some very nice volunteers. So we as a team really made them have fun, which was the main aspect. Of course, testing them, but even through this testing phase, it was necessary that they can have fun. They can jump. They can like, oh, just, just jump as uh, you know high as you can. It's no competition. Just jump. Just run as much as you want. Uh, through this and also showing them uh, showing them little videos and snippets of the Olympics and all of these stories so that they are motivated to do that. You know, at the end, a couple of kids came up to me and said, like, uh, you know, are, you're coming back next week too, right? It's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but uh, we, we're going to continue this. 
but not maybe uh, with you, maybe with another batch. So unfortunate, but I'm glad they liked it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can keep on doing more of these camps. And yeah, take it to the next yeah. stage. I'm so happy that it went well. Congratulations yeah. and good luck yeah, with your, you. and good luck with your next camp. So um, thank you. Um, yeah, so you you talked a little bit about the the IOC Youth Summit. So you and you mentioned that you met you know you met you were able to meet with the IOC President Thomas Bach. Um, so what what else did you do at the IOC at the at the Youth Summit? Like what what did did you were there um, like learning sessions? Did you do like brainstorming and stuff? Like how, how what 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 was it about? So yeah, I think these were all of the things that were happening at the Youth Summit. So. Um, Firstly, our main aim, I think, was one of the main aims was to talk to all of these people, understand them, and see the ideas that everyone has. You know, bounce our own ideas off of them so that see where we are at the stage and what ideas we can take from everyone. So that was one of the main uh, points of the youth summit. And of course, we had expert sessions from a few people. We we uh, we got to meet uh, a lot of lot of people. Uh, Katie Ledegi uh, online though, but it was very cool meeting her. Uh, yeah, we got to uh, talk to a few Olympians. We got to hear their stories. I think it was also a bit of a personal growth, how we could grow as humans. Uh, so all of this, and uh, there was a hackathon, which uh, the results uh, have been declared, but uh, you'll get to know, I'm sure, uh, they'll come out with a bit more, uh, you know, from by the Olympics website or the IOC Young Leaders uh, channels that there was a hackathon uh, to decide uh, to figure out some interesting ways to tackle some uh, current problems in the world. And we had four groups, uh, four or five groups, and everyone came up with different solutions. Uh, one of the teams won, and I think their idea will be out pretty soon. So that was also fun. And of course, getting to, you know, being there at the Olympics house, the Olympic Museum really makes you feel like a part of the Olympic family. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, being the IOC Young Leader makes you feel like you're part of the Olympic family. And it makes you feel that you can do something more. It really helps you motivate you. It helps you feel like, Okay, so even though the two years, it was a bit of a singular lonely journey because you're not meeting everyone. Uh, but again, this youth summit really, you know, brought everyone and mm -hmm. brought everyone together. Yeah, from my understanding, it was the first time you actually all met in person too, since you started, right? Because yes. of the pandemic and stuff, right? Okay, exactly. awesome. Uh, uh, it was like most, some of us met individually. Like I, I was lucky enough to go to Global Sports Week in 2022. Right. I met a fellow young leader there, I see young leader there, but yeah, as a whole, that was the first time. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, we kind of, um, you know, so we're recording before the, the new batch of the IOC young leader sprint, uh, or learning sprint happened, but this, this episode will come out sometime during, um, so what, 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 what would you encourage? So like, you know, obviously people have already, you know, applied to be part of the learning sprint. So the next step would be applying to, uh, you know, doing the application to become an IOC young leader. Yeah. So why would, what, what would you say to people about, you know, should they apply to be an IOC young leader and why? Yeah, uh, I think this sprint is going to be four week learning space, it's a bit different from ours. Uh, but at the same time, I think 
the people who are applying to be an ICL leader must remember that it's it's it it will reflect who they are as a person. I think that's what it's is mostly looked for uh, through this sprint. Like what sort of human beings you are, what what really makes you who you are, what motivates you, what drives you. So so as one is applying, I think they should really have the idea of what they want to do. Like, do they really want to help people? Do they do they have the motivation to do it? Because again, like I said, it might be a bit, you know, lonely journey, you know, through this process. So you really need to motivate yourself and it's a balancing act. You have to do every other thing in life and you have to make time out of it, uh, out of your life for this. And yeah, have to be self-motivated. So, so if you have a dream, if you have a, if you have a vision, if you have a story, and you know that that story can create the impact, go for it. Then, then this the IC Young Leaders is for you to apply. I think uh, again, like if if there's uh, if you know that this is the exact problem that there is in your country or in your city, if you know this is the problem. And if you have a vague idea how to solve it, it would be better if you have a good idea. But even if you have a vague idea, if you have the motivation, then that's it. Go for it. Awesome. Wow. So has um, has the ISCN Leader Program changed how you view sport and how sport, you know, the power of sport? Oh, yeah. I, I, I wanted to talk to you about this. Thank God you, you asked this question. Um, <laughs> It, it really changed my view over how I see even human beings in general. Actually meeting so many people from so many parts of the world really opened my eyes to having like different opinions. Like again, me coming from India, I've met a lot of Indians. I've been in India all my life. Uh, I know what Indians think like, I have a rough idea. I know there's a lot of states, but I have an idea what Indians think like. But again, seeing so many different parts of the world, seeing that, you know, the different parts of the world have similar different problems. Uh, again, it really opens your eyes up. You know, some people may think this is the problem. Some people may think this is the problem. And it's fine. Everyone has their own problems. You know, not one problem is bigger or lesser mm -hmm. than the other. And it's okay to have problems. And you know, that's why you're here. That's why you're meeting people. You, you're talking, you're discussing, finding solutions. Uh, yeah, it, it really changed my mind. And of course, it really opened my own eyes as well to, you know, so many different sports. Even my own knowledge was a bit limited uh, here. But again, this program really opened yeah. my eyes. Yeah. That's really, yeah. That's very awesome. That's yeah, I know. I, I had... Um you know, a similar, almost like awakening kind of experiences you did. Like, you know, obviously I, I, I'm not an IRC leader, but it was at Global Sports Week that I really, yeah. that I really opened my eyes to like the, um, you know, the full power sport. And then, you know, that's really why I wanted to like, you know, do this podcast too, because, yeah. um, you know, to learn all of these different ways of like all these different problems and stuff that, and that, you know, that people are then solving with sport. And I think it's, I think it's so in interesting and, and, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, this so I think this episode is going to be like episode you know thirty something of the entire of the entire podcast and you know so there's like thirty different ways of like of how sport is changing the world right yeah and and you know and I'm not even close to having you know there's so many other ways that I haven't even had on the podcast yet and so I think it's really interesting that 
you know, I think sport is a really untapped power and like an untapped way of creating change in our, in our communities, in our, in our world. And I think that, you know, the IC Young Leader Program is a really great example of how we can empower young people to actually, you know, make those changes and implement those changes in their communities and, and get, and get stuff done. I, I really think like sport really has the power to bring people in a way, if you see like how humanity has evolved, right? Like in a way, sport is what replaced, you know, a lot of these traditional wars or traditional ways people, you know, humans have been evolved, you know, like javelin throws and you know, stuff like that. So it really brings people together. So say India, Pakistan, right? India, Pakistan has a conflict for, for years now. But when there's an India-Pakistan cricket match or something like that, you know, both countries come together, everyone watches it, everyone has fun and everyone shakes hands, you know, shakes each other's hands at the end of the day and moves forward. So it's, I, I really see how, how crazy and how beautiful this sport has been. Like, uh, even in other sports, like you see, uh, say, I don't know, Didier Drogba in football, he's, he's stopped civil wars with sport. Uh, you know, it's, it's in every sport. It's, Oh, it's just so beautiful and yeah. I'm, I'm glad you know we are a part of it in mm-hmm. you know in our own small ways uh, both doing something to you know use this power of sports and hopefully you know make yeah. this world a absolutely absolutely i totally agree and thank you so much Rashad, for joining me today i just wanted to um give you the chance to to ask um if you have any last message messages to anybody listening if you'd like to share anything yeah um i think uh, for last messages, I, I think it would be like, you know, don't give up. I know it's a difficult place. The world is a harsh place. But if you have a desire, if you have a will, if you have something that you love and something that you really want to follow it, keep on at it. Go for it. You will surely find a way. Uh, of course, life has setbacks. Not everything will be roses. You know, there will be you know ups and downs. I recently actually we had an expert session about this as well where we were talking about tech and tech for good and he was talking about how you know not every you know every not every you know wave is uh, a crest every wave has a crest or trough and it's not you know all uphill you will have downhills but persevere through it and you'll see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah awesome thank you so much again for joining me i really appreciate it and i think that yeah anybody listening you know, definitely applied to become an IOC young leader for the 2023 to 2026 cohort. I think that's the, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. 20, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, so, thank you so much. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for having me. It's It's been fun. It's been nice to talk to you after such a long time. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, we'll talk again. Yeah. yeah. So today's news is coming out of the United Kingdom. So there was a two-year investigation um, led by a commission, um, and it's published its final report and recommendations on sport and low-income neighborhoods. So the commission was set up to explore some of the significant inequalities experienced by children and young people living in low-income communities relating to lower levels of participation and lack of access to sport and its wider benefits. So the emphasis was on understanding the experiences of children, young people, and the neighborhood organizations that support them. The commission heard from 
community workers, young people, and experts from a range of sectors that, uh, to understand how and why neighborhood organizations use sport to mitigate against the health and social inequalities that impact on young people's lives in low-income areas. So some of the key findings um, include that uh, participation in sport impacts both physical and mental health. Young people in low-income communities experience higher levels of poor mental health than those in affluent areas and lower levels of participation and have the most to gain from access to, to and participate in sports. Access to and participation in sports unlocks other life-enhancing benefits, including development, developing a range of soft skills, including loneliness and isolation, and supporting a pro-social identity. Trusted local community organizations can reach young people who may not normally participate in sport. Having the right people known and trusted involved in organizing and delivering sports is vital. I think it's a little bit interesting. Um, one, of the, one of the other key learnings that they found was that the lack of access and lower levels of participation in sport are two inequalities experienced. Um, and and the, the sports policies and national strategies in the United Kingdoms over the last 70 years have been relatively ineffective in impacting on those inequalities. 70 years have had little impact on the inequalities on access to and participation in sport. That's a long time. Seven, seven decades of ineffective policies of getting people involved in sports. So I, I think it's a, you know, a really interesting uh, report to read. And I think you know, the, you know, the benefits are you know, easily applicable to many other countries and many other communities. Um, I would not say that the UK is alone in the fact that you know the policies were ineffective of you know increasing participation in sport. I know that you know here in Canada, um, you know participation participation rates and just physical activity rates in general are down. You know that somewhat because of the pandemic, um, but it was already heading in that direction anyways. The pandemic just sort of accelerated that that trend. So yeah, governments really need local, you know, city governments provincial governments or state governments federal governments need to step up and you know really start tackling you know these issues of physical inactivity for many many reasons you know not and like you know as we talked about before you know the news episode on um you know the the world health organization's report on physical inactivity and its impacts on the how much it will cost the the healthcare system by the end of this decade 300 billion worldwide right like that's a huge thing that needs to be addressed um and you know, and, you know helping these underserved communities is 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 really vital so definitely give that report a read the link is in the the bio notes or the the podcast notes um, and yeah, so that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk with you next time.